0: You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first-century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to RenewedHeartMinistries.com and click Donate. We don't see Luke's Jesus traveling around, remember, passing out tickets to heaven. Instead, we see him teaching a more socialized way of living here on earth that could lift up the marginalized and the downtrodden from the harms their society was committing against them. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery and this is episode 430. Our title this week is Envisioning a World of Care and our reading is from the Gospel of Luke, Luke 12, 32 through 40. Do not be afraid, little flock for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom sell your possessions and give to the poor provide purses for yourself that will not wear out a treasure in heaven that will never fail where no thief comes near and no moth destroys for where your treasure is there your heart will be also be dressed ready for service and keep your lamps burning like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet so that when he comes and knocks they can immediately open the door for him it will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes truly I tell you, he will dress himself to serve, will have them recline at the table, and will come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the middle of the night or toward daybreak. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You must also be ready, because the Son of Man will come in an hour when you do not expect him. So the first portion of this week's reading, it centers on Jesus' ethic of resource sharing and wealth redistribution as a universal expectation for all of Jesus' followers. This is the same ethic that Jesus called individuals elsewhere in the gospel stories to. It's uh, You can find it in Luke 18.22 and Mark 10.21 and Matthew 19.21. Uh, but in Luke, this ethic, ethic of sharing and redistribution, it wasn't for isolated individuals in specific situations. It was for every able Jesus follower. And there's a similar principle in the companion book to Luke's Gospel, the book of Acts. In Acts 2, 41-47, it says those who accepted his message were baptized. About 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And again, we read in Acts 4, 2 chapters 11, later, verses 32 through 35, all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned lands and houses sold them and brought the money from the sale. And put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. So this is the basic story, the basis um, for, for other stories like Ananias and Sapphira in Acts 5, and the and the story about the, the Hellenistic widows in the early Jesus movement who who were actually being overlooked and not receiving uh, these shared resources equally in Acts 6. Most Christians. Uh, They exclude this practice from their Jesus following today. But early Jesus followers couldn't exclude it. It was expected that Jesus followers would practice this principle. We don't see Luke's Jesus traveling around, remember, passing out tickets to heaven. Instead, we see him teaching a more socialized way of living here on earth that could lift up the marginalized and the downtrodden from the harms their society was committing against them. Jesus' vision of, of a human community was simple. If you find yourself with more than what you need, Be the one who provides for those who have less than they need. And and the hope is that one day, if you have less than you need, uh, that we'll have created a community where someone who has more at that moment uh, will share with you. It's a compelling vision for organizing our world. We can follow the the path of rugged individualism where isolated people place their assurance in how much wealth they have uh, or how much they've hoarded to to provide for themselves and their needs or we can follow the path of Jesus where we're investing in one another and creating a community that shares resources so that if if we ever have needs we also have each other and, and no matter what the future brings we can face it together because we have each other's back and this is how I, 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 I translate this section of our reading this week that says provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out a treasure in heaven that will never fail where no thief comes near no moth destroys for where your treasure is there your heart will be also i don't interpret this as as people storing up treasure, so to speak, in, in some heaven, some other cosmic place uh, for people to enjoy after they're dead. Rather, this is a story uh, instead about treasuring up uh, uh, or storing up treasure rather in the ethics uh, uh, of heaven, storing up treasure in a way that that couldn't be stolen or destroyed, storing up treasure in people, in community where no thief or moth can touch, community is Jesus' solution to our challenge of survival and and thriving. As I shared uh, last week from uh, the work of James Robinson, I want to share again, Jesus' basic issue, still basic today, is that most people have solved the human dilemma for themselves at the expense of everyone else, putting them down so as to stay afloat themselves. This vicious, antisocial way of coping with the necessities of life only escalates the dilemma for the rest of society. And again, that's from the gospel of Jesus, a historical search for the original good news. We can store up wealth or invest in, and, 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 uh, ourselves, or we can invest in building communities where we take care of each other and and and, and that's what I think is meant before wherever your treasure is there your heart will be also and the next part of our reading it transitions away from resource sharing and wealth redistribution and focuses on examples of of watchfulness and and alertness and and this is another place in the Jesus story where we have to be Honest about context, the authors of the early Jesus story, they never assumed a world where some humans were not owned in some form by others. And and all the way to the final book that we find in the New Testament canon, we still encounter this language of masters and slaves. And as much as I wish the writers of our sacred text had had large enough imaginations to envision a world without slaves— the fact is they didn't, but but today as Jesus followers, we can and and we must do better. The, rather than using the scriptures as a justification for injustice when we encounter it, we can be honest about the shortcomings of our sacred text and, and take the ethics of love and compassion and justice and mercy and the golden rule uh, to their logical conclusions and, and logical applications. And we can take it further than the authors of our text could or even did. Today, we can work toward a world with where there's no more masters, no more slaves as Marx and Engels used to say. We have we have nothing to lose but our chains. And lastly this week I want to address a, an unsettled debate among Jesus scholars today. There are two camps among scholars of the historical Jesus. One believes that Jesus, like John the Baptist and Paul and Paul's Christian converts, they subscribe to an apocalypticism and believe that the world was about to end. And that's where you get this watchfulness and this being alert. The other camp believes that Jesus didn't hold this view, but was laying down ethical teachings that could become a long-term uh, lifestyle here on earth, a way of, of living that was uh, Uh, salvific in the sense that it saved us from the structures of violence and oppression and injustice, offering a different way of ordering our world. And if this debate is new to you, I want to recommend uh, just a small introductory book called The Apocalyptic Jesus, A Debate by Robert Miller and Dale Allison. Um, This debate, it has practical implications. It's not just a scholarly debate, because how we choose to it imply it implicates rather uh, it impacts uh, it informs how we choose to live today. Uh, were Jesus's ethical teachings of resource sharing and wealth distribution just a short term way of living because the world was about to end, or, and and does that mean that we can not? possibly be expected to, to practice them long term or apply those that resource sharing to our lives today. Um, and this interpretation would be very convenient for the billionaire class or a capitalist society. Or much more challenging, was Jesus different from John the Baptist and Paul in this sense? Was he laying down a livable ethic of community and taking in care of one another that that we can apply to our, our lives long term? term and used those uh, ethics to organize our society and, and ec- economies and in a different way that benefits all of us rather than just a few at the expense of the many. Was Jesus imagining a world where we didn't live by a system that that produced winners and losers no matter how many had equal opportunity to play the game? Or, or was he imagining a world where, where everyone had exactly what? what they needed to thrive. There are signs of this ethic in the ancient Hebrew story too. Exodus 16, 17 through 18, the story of the manna. It says, the Israelites did did as they were told. Some gathered much and some little. And when they measured it by the omer, the one who had gathered much did not have too much, and the one who gathered little did not have too little, for everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. There was this mutual sharing that took place. um, those who had more than what they needed shared with those who had gathered less. And I believe the ethics that we find in the Jesus story that they are livable, that that regardless of where we land on the scholarly debate about a historical Jesus, I hope that we can agree that a world where we take care of each other rather than leaving each person on their own to take care of themselves is a much better world to live in. And, and it's the kind of world that we all want to live in. And this topic can lead us to, to heated discussions about things like taxes and wealth limits and redistribution and universal health care and child care, universal basic income. And there's a myriad of of more topics that we can argue over. And when I look around at today's disparities, the harm that's being produced by these disparities, that harm alone demands that these discussions are, are worth having. There's a lot to ponder here. How does our Jesus story, where Jesus tells his followers, sell your possessions and give to the poor because life doesn't consist in an abundance of, of possessions. How do, Does that have any application to our economic challenges today? Heart group application number one, share something that spoke to you from this week's e-site or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, what are some present day applications to, to current political and economic debates around economic justice in our society today. And rather than labeling positions as liberal or conservative, grade various opinions along a spectrum from closer to uh, to, to, to far away from uh, the world vision that we've been reading about in the past two weeks here in Luke and discuss that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone. Thanks for checking in with us today right where you are. Keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each one of you dearly. I'll see you next week.